Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing and a long one to left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a with special reports from Cardinals Camp and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Man, it's too bad we don't have anything to talk about tonight. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it was nice to get the win. We'll, we're going to talk a lot about, as you'd imagine, Cardinals' uh, early season start, uh, what's been going on the last few days, you know, what's up with the offense uh, anything to worry about big picture, or is it still just too early to to pay too much attention to stats, all that? We're going to talk about what we've seen. Of course, the offense uh, kind of went quiet for three days, certainly was quiet the first two days of the series against the Mets. Of course, they exploded for 10 runs today. That was nice. Had uh, five different guys with multi-hit games, and they were all the guys that you're like, all right, man, really want to get those guys going. It was Edmund, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Dickerson, Carlson. I mean, you know, the there's clearly been a, a rough patch, and yeah, they've they've faced some good pitching. But as as Ali Marmel has pointed out already, like yeah, but you still got to beat those guys. <laughs> you still have to you know score runs against good pitching. You can't win a World Series, which is what he's talked about as being the goal. You can't win a World Series without being able to do that. So yeah, as the season goes along, you're going to have to accomplish that. Uh, so you know it's not being used at least by anybody in uniform as an excuse. It is part of the story and. We'll get into that as we go along, but I, we got we to gotta start this with the conversation about the beanballs uh, or alleged beanballs or the really the, what, it, what it comes down to to me is the inconsistency with which baseball players are offended. Like, give me a break, man. If you can't realize that getting hit by a one-two changeup is unintentional, then what are we even doing? You're a professional baseball player. You think that a changeup that hits you, I know it sucks to get hit in the head. And I'm referring to what happened yesterday. Pete Alonzo got hit with an 83 mile an hour changeup in the head. And that still sucks, guys. 83 to the head still is no fun. I can tell you from personal experience, and first and foremost, I want to say this right up front obviously was never anywhere near the kind of player that we're talking about with major league players. I stunk. These guys are amazing. But part of my experience playing and coaching the sport my entire life is getting hit by baseball sometimes. And it hurts and it sucks. You know, I've been hit by mid to upper 90s fastballs in the head. Not not without a helmet, thankfully. Although if it weren't, it would explain some things about me. I know it hurts. I know how much it how how annoying it is. I know that it pisses you off in the moment. But you can't have the kind of reaction that Alonzo had yesterday. And I'm gonna play some of his comments for you post game. And then be like, Yeah, but when my guy did it, it was unintentional. 
which is exactly what happened with the Mets today, right? So Pete Alonso gets hit with a one-two changeup in a two-run game with the team in the field trailing, which is exactly when you're not going to hit somebody on purpose, and you're certainly not going to hit them on purpose with a one-two changeup. And yet, the Mets dugout was barking, and he was mad, and he had something to say to Cody Whitley. I don't know what Cody Whitley said. He seemed to handle it pretty cool. He's pretty calm. I know young guys tend to be quiet about things like that. I feel like his reply should have been, dude, it was a changeup. Go take your base. And then you had Starling Marte being a drama queen in the ninth inning because he got hit in his elbow guard. He's wearing armor on his arm, and he gets hit on that with the bases loaded (laughs) in a two-run game, and he's mad. Like, dude, just go to first. You just got a free ribby. Your team just gained another run, and it was clearly not on purpose. I realize the Mets are sensitive because they lead the league in hit-by-pitch early in the season. But, you know, I mean, maybe just... Maybe just a little common sense can still be applied. Like, I get the whole heat of the battle, it's competition, but you still have common sense. You're still a rational creature. Human beings can still understand context. And you know what's funny is everybody really understands context when it's their guy that happens to hit somebody or their guy that throws up and in on someone. And then that context goes out the window when you're the one on the receiving end. So today, we had a couple guys hit by pitches, but nobody really nobody really said anything about it. Nobody barked because obviously the two scenarios were not intentional. Very, very obviously unintentional. I think the pitch that Henesis Cabrera hit J.D. Davis with was a breaking ball at his feet. And yeah, it hit him in the ankle and it hurt. And he had to come out of the game and all that. But, I mean, again, clearly you're not going to throw at somebody on purpose, you know, with a slider at the feet. And uh, I forget uh, off the top of my head. uh, 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 Oh, yeah, it was uh, Edmundo Sosa got hit by Carlos Carrasco. And, again, it was pretty clearly not intentional. Now, the one that was questionable, and I won't read intent into the fastball that Yoan Lopez threw it was high. It was head high. It was up and in. Yoan Lopez said it was unintentional. Got away from me. Okay. I mean, he, maybe he's telling the truth, but I'll tell you this. 94 head high up and in is what intentional looks like. 83 mile an hour changeup on a 1-2 pitch in a two-run game is not what intentional looks like. What intentional looks like is high velo up and in when the game is basically out of hand, which is where it was in the bottom of the eighth inning. It was a five-run lead for the Cardinals. It was the first pitch of the inning. And again, I'm not, I am not—I don't know what Lopez's intention was there. It might have just got away. It might have been, you know, hey, I'm going to go up and in, but I'm not really trying to hit him. And that's kind of what it looked like. It kind of looked like one of those where I'm going to go up and in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buzz the tower, as they say. But I'm not really trying to hit him. Because normally when you're trying to hit someone, you don't try to hit them in the head for a lot of reasons. I mean, one, you don't want to really hurt someone. Two, um, you you miss more when you go up there. Like if you're really trying to hit someone, you go right for the middle of their body. 
you know, like the ribs to, you know, the top of the thighs. Like if you're, if you're aiming in that range, it's a little easier to hit them. It's a bigger target and it's harder to move that part of the body out of the way. But the, the Lopez pitch at least had the characteristics of an intentional pitch. So even if we don't know, and I don't know, I, I can't read the man's mind. I don't know what he was thinking there. Again, maybe it was a fastball that just got away a little bit. But you can't be the team on one day that's like, you hit me with a changeup, and that can't happen in the head. And then the next day be like, well, when my guy did it, it was an accident. You can't do that. Or at least you can't do that and not get made fun of. I mean, I guess you, the Mets have proven you can do that. And I am proving that you can still make fun of that. It's stupid. And I'm convinced that the Mets getting their shorts in a bunch yesterday is what led to the tensions being what they were today. Now, I will say, as we go, as we analyze this, yeah, you know what? I mean, Arenado could have handled that better. I don't think it's a, like, he didn't get hit. It was, it was definitely a close pitch. It's definitely the kind of pitch that's going to make you mad. 94 up near your head is going to make you mad. So I don't really I don't really mind the anger there. Probably didn't need to escalate in that spot. But at least again, at least that's a pitch that has all of the characteristics of one that could be intentional. But yesterday, you, the Mets got themselves all in a tizzy over pitches that that just clearly are not intentional. And this is by the way why it's ridiculous when people argue you got to let the players police themselves. They can't. They can't because they can't take the emotion out of it. They can't do it fairly and justly because they'll always make the argument that when my guy did it, it was an accident, but when your guy did it, it was on purpose. And that's when fights start. Now today, thankfully, no, there didn't appear to be any injuries. Pete Alonzo's pride was hurt a little bit because Stubby's clap took him to the ground. I'm going to play you some of what uh, Pete Alonzo and Nolan Arenado had to say after the game, by the way, so you guys can get it straight from them rather than me just continuing to make fun of the Mets for the rest of the show. And by the way, the Mets are obviously really good. You know, I don't, I don't think they're bad humans or anything. I just think they're falling into that trap where when it happens to us, it's bad. But when our guy has one get away, it's just baseball. Because that's what Johan Lopez just said after the game. He's like, hey, it's baseball. Sometimes one gets away. Really? So where was your team's collective attitude on that yesterday when it was a changeup that got away? All right, when we come back, we're going to hear from two of the best players in the game. <laughs> we're going to hear Nolan Arenado's version of all this. We're going to hear from Pete Alonzo. And obviously, we're going to move past this and talk some real baseball as we go through Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good music for talking about fighting. 
Maybe that's what we need to do. Just get these guys into the mosh pit. Let them get it all out. Just get it all out. Follow the rules of the pit, though. Like, no real cheap shots. If somebody goes down, you help them up. Like, all that. What do you think? Might help. That might help diffuse some of these situations. Uh, everybody was all tense and, like, you know, I, you know I, I've already described it, but, you know, the Mets are overly sensitive at the moment because they've been hit more than any team in baseball. What I don't understand, though, is how that, like, how that carries over. Like, yeah, that last team we played hit us a bunch, so now we're mad at the Cardinals for doing it. Like, wait a minute. Hold on. You haven't played the Cardinals yet. And and this is just I'm just using this as an example because like we're mad because previous teams hit us a lot. So that when this team hits us, when it's clearly by accident, we're gonna still be mad because of all those other times. Like but the the team you're facing is not the team that hits you all those other times. None of it makes any sense. And again, I want to make the point. This is why you can't let the players police themselves. Everybody says that. Players love that idea. Hey, just let us handle it. You don't need to issue warning. No, no, no. Because your emotions get into it, and you're not always very rational. Which is exactly why Major League Baseball has said to umpires, no, 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 cut it off before it gets to that. Because one unintentional thing can turn into an intentional thing, which turns into another intentional thing, which turns into a brawl. And that's what you don't want. Because brawls are stupid. Nobody really fights most of the time. You know, you don't want the risk of people getting hurt. And plus, it just looks ridiculous. You know, in hockey, I don't mind a fight. I don't mind, like, with two people squaring up, deciding, hey, we're going to throw some punches here, and at the end, we'll be broken up by three referees. So it's three referees. Uh, well, I mean, they're not all called referees, linesmen. But you've got officials there, and that number of officials can break up two dudes. But there's a reason why the NHL has all the rules that don't allow the third man in, that don't allow people to leave the bench to join the fight. Because the NHL realized a long time ago, those things are bad for the sport. And I don't understand why Major League Baseball hasn't realized the same thing and said, hey, listen, here's the rule, guys. We're, gonna, we're just going to copy what the NHL does. If the pitcher and the, and the hitter end up in a fight, the third man in, automatic ejection, and a suspension. Anybody that leaves the dugout, the bullpen, or their position on the field to engage in the fighting, automatic suspension, no questions asked. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 straight to jail. I don't know why Major League Baseball hasn't adopted that. It's very simple. It will work because guys don't want to be suspended. It worked in hockey where fighting has been a part of the sport since it was started. And it has gotten to the point now where there, and I do think maybe they, they've cracked down too much on fighting with the instigator rule. I don't love that because I do think other players take advantage of the fact that they know somebody can't jump them and kick their butt. So they get away with more cheap nonsense, which is where injuries come in. And I'm not saying I want to see you know, a guy the size of Aaron Judge or Pete Alonzo wailing away on a much smaller pitcher. I don't think that's a good thing either. But the umpires can break that up. You know, maybe umpires and then if the coaches get out there and they want and they're, you know, they're just breaking it up, fine. But you can't break it up when it's 25 on 25. When you've got 50 people out there and there's always a couple of hotheads in there looking to do something stupid. 
I think the hockey rule makes a lot of sense. If you leave the bench, suspension. You leave your position, let's say you're playing shortstop and you want to get it. Nope, nope. You got to stay at shortstop because if you get in it, you're suspended. Third man in, immediate ejection, suspension. I might make the exception if the catcher can intercept the hitter before he gets to the pitcher. And then it's the catcher and the hitter. And then the pitcher has to stay out of it. Otherwise, he's the third man in. I feel like these would be like very rational things. Now, again, I know we don't have daily brawls in baseball. Maybe it's not that big of a deal, but it seems like it's such an easy thing to fix. And everybody laughs at brawls because most of the time it's just pushing and shoving and yelling. And, you know, very rarely is it actually really violent. But we've seen firsthand, it was a long time ago, but we've seen firsthand where it can go badly, right? I mean, I was at the stadium when Jason LaRue's career ended because of a brawl. Because he got kicked in the head and it caused a concussion and that was it. Because he had had other concussions and, you know, we all know how that works. I mean, Mike Matheny dealt with that. We all know that those are a big deal. Well, you got that possibility. I've seen guys blow out their knees being in the middle of a brawl. I've seen guys separate their shoulders because they fall and then somebody falls on top of them. It would be a pretty easy thing for Major League Baseball to solve if they wanted to. See, the problem is they don't have time to do that because they're too busy messing with the baseball and screwing the game up even more. And oh yeah, we're going to talk about that later on too. Apparently, the baseball this year is traveling a shorter distance than it did in previous years. Not because of the weather. Not because of of lesser contact. But because the ball has more drag. It's not cutting through the air like it used to. So now we've got a sport that continues to tell us, we need more action. We need more action. Meanwhile, they put out a baseball that is going to reduce action. You know, balls in the gap are outs instead of doubles. Balls that were home runs are now flyouts because baseball is stupid. Well, baseball's not stupid. Major League Baseball, the entity, kind of stupid. All right, I, I promised you that we're going to hear from Nolan Arenado and Pete Alonzo. We'll do that next here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. With special reports from Cardinals Gap and the D.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. All right, let's dive back in. We're going to talk a bit about well, – this will be it. This, this, I promise you, this segment here, this is the last on the brawl. It wasn't really a brawl. I mean, like, I saw the headline from TMZ. It's like, massively violent brawl breaks out. I, they didn't say it, but they basically what they said. I'm paraphrasing and, and maybe exaggerating a little bit, but it's really hard to exaggerate TMZ. Like, Pete Alonso taken down in a violent brawl in St. Louis. Like, okay, TMZ, relax. Just because the guy that owns your place wears tight shirts too much on TV doesn't mean we got to exaggerate everything. Come on, man. It was, I mean, there was some pushing and shoving. And yeah, you know, Pete Alonso got taken down. <laughs> nice stubby clap, by the way. Nice job, stubby. I was joking about this earlier. And as a guy that, you know, myself, not a very tall person, you do got to watch us short guys a little bit. You could sneak in there and get you on the ground real fast. and You don't even know it because you can't see us coming. Anyway, let, let's hear from Arenado and Alonzo. I've been promising this um, for the last 20 minutes or so, so I'm going to deliver on that promise. 
Uh, let's hear Nolan Arenado first because his reaction to the 94 mile an hour up and in is what started things today. I thought, I thought so. Uh, you know, what's it called? Just got beam in the ankle. It was kind of like the last straw there because he got taken out of the game. Um, I thought so, yeah. I thought it was going. I mean, I had a feeling it was coming. When it's in that area, is that what I think that's more the problem, yeah. That's the problem. Like, I get it. I get what's going on in this series, and it's part of the game, but a little high. I mean, that's how close it was. I mean, I don't, know. I don't know how close it was. It just it felt high. It just felt close. It was just high. There's a way to take care of that, right, without buzzing somebody up high, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm... I'm not saying he's trying to throw it up there. It's just the ball got away, but that's the problem with that stuff, you know. But listen, it's unfortunate, you know. People, you know, it's, it's part. It's an unfortunate part of the game, but it is part of the game, you know. And it's, uh, it is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, they won the series. They played better baseball than us, and uh, it was good to come out with a win today, though. Is there a valve there for you to express your frustration with that, or do you feel like you just get no? I mean, no. I just, I don't know. I just didn't like where it was at. You know, like I said, I've. Figure it was coming. It is what it is. I just didn't like where it was at. Is that what you're trying to communicate to Lopez in that moment? Yeah. Just go lower. Do you know Lopez from your time in the Rockies? Uh, just face him with the Diamondbacks. You know, he's got a good arm. He's got a good arm with a good slider. I mean, they all got good arms over there, man. They're all really good, and uh, he's got a good arm, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just really good baseball against a good pitcher. Um, we face some good arms with these guys. These guys are good, and, uh, you know, it was just good to see us come back in battle, being down, and uh, to see us rally. You know, I feel like we haven't done that this year, and to come back and rally like that, it was really great to see. Um, and uh, it was just a really good team win today. Um, we needed it. We came out with some fire today. We, you know, we didn't want to get swept. And that was a good step. So most of the beginning part there is is Nolan Arenado talking about, you know, the pitch that was up and in that made him angry. And he had some things to say to Lopez. And then, um, well, he kind of kind of shoved the catcher out of the the way, which which is really what set it off. Let's let me let's be fair. That's what escalated it and what made people clear the benches, because before that, it was just jawing back and forth. But then once you. Once you put your hands on another player, well, then everybody's going to come out. And then that led to, in the middle of all of it, it led to Stubby Clap uh, getting his arms around Pete Alonzo and pulling Pete Alonzo to the ground. And um, first of all, uh, I'm impressed by Stubby. Um, and I, I don't know that it was that was his intent, but he was certainly hanging on and trying to keep him from getting to um, whoever it was that he was trying to get to with the Cardinals. Here's what Pete Alonzo had to say about all of that stuff afterwards. Yeah, I, I mean, getting domed up isn't isn't fun. It's obviously not safe. It's it's dangerous, and there's consequences whether it's on purpose or not. And we're going to stand up for ourselves. And wait a minute, I got to stop there. There's consequences whether it's on purpose or not. So you're not. So this is why I'm bringing this up. I like Pete Alonzo a lot. I do not dislike him. I am not trying to be a jerk to Pete Alonzo. I really like him. I think he's great for baseball. I think he's a great player. What I'm attacking here is this ridiculous logic. And this right here, I'm going to play some of that part again. This right here is why players cannot police themselves. It's obviously not safe. It's, it's dangerous. And there's consequences, whether it's on purpose or not. There are consequences, whether it's on purpose or not. So are we establishing right now What's today again? April 27th. Are we establishing now 
that if that happens with a Mets pitcher on the mound, that it's now okay for there to be consequences coming at the Mets for their guy having a changeup getaway. Doesn't matter if it's intentional or not, there are consequences. Is that what we're establishing here? Is this what Pete Alonso is saying? That even when our guys do that, because they will, it's a 162-game season. There will be a Mets pitcher that hits somebody in the head. It's going to happen. Most likely, it's going to be an accident. Should Pete Alonso get hit because of that? Should there be a brawl because of that? This is why you can't let players police themselves. And I know that former players always say, hey, we used to do it that way back in the day, and that's fine, but it was also irrational and illogical, and this needs to be governed by rational people. We can't let this kind of idea, and again, Pete's not alone, and I don't think Pete's a bad guy at all. I'm a huge fan. I think he's a, again, I think he's a hell of a player, but I also like him. I like what he's about. He's funny. He engages with fans. There's nothing to dislike about Pete Alonso. Except that I think this is just a horrible, horrible absence of logic. So, again, are we establishing that when a Mets player, a pitcher, hits someone else in the head, regardless of intent and regardless of whether it's a fastball or an off-speed pitch, that there need to be consequences and that the Mets will be cool with those consequences? So the Cardinals and the Mets meet in New York in the middle of May. So if we're in the middle of that series and let's say let's say Carlos Carrasco throws a curveball that just gets away from him and it and it hits Paul Goldschmidt in the head. Does this what Pete's saying here? Does this mean that the Cardinals are then justified in taking revenge in some way because there are consequences whether it's intentional or not? This is the <laughs> This is the problem. And I seriously doubt that when, so again, if that scenario were to unfold, would we then expect after the consequences are dished out, the Mets would be like, well, we had it coming. We deserved it. Hey, Carlos had a curveball getaway. Um, you know, that means somebody should throw 94 at my head when it's time to do that. Like, that's such a stupid thing to say. And yet, I bet you, if you asked players all over the world, at least half of them would agree with that. Which is, again, repeat with me, why the players cannot police themselves. Because they're not thinking logically. All right, let's fear. I, I want to hear more from Pete. I mean, obviously, I think that point is ridiculous. But again, that's not a Pete Alonzo criticism. I think... Again, I'd be willing to bet you that half of Major League Baseball players, at least, probably would agree with that. So even if it's unintentional, there need to be consequences. When a changeup hits somebody in the head, there should be a price to pay, apparently. And we're going to stand up for ourselves. And I'm totally for standing up. Uh, I'm not just for standing up for myself. I'm, I'm totally for standing up for teammates. But kind of what happened today, it just didn't make sense. The ball wasn't even close. So wait a minute. So wait, I got to finish. I want I want to finish playing. I'm going to play some of that again and I want to finish cuz there's another part here that goes into this. Kind of what happened today, it just didn't make sense. The ball wasn't even close. Um and I mean that's and then it, it's something got started for for no reason. It wasn't even close. 
It wasn't. I mean, if you look at the replay, he didn't get hit. It was pretty close. Now, there's a difference between actually getting hit and a pitch being close. But again, so what Pete is saying here is 94 up near the head is, well, it's not that close. But 83 on a 1-2 changeup, there have to be consequences. What are we doing? (laughs) I don't expect everyone on the planet to be a Greek philosopher and really think through everything they're going to say before they say it. But for God's sake, man. Because I can promise Pete. I mean, I I can't promise him because he's not here and he's not listening. He's on his way to wherever the Mets are going. I can promise you that's listening to me. If that same 94 comes up near Pete's head, I bet you Pete has a problem with it. But when my guy does it, it's fine. It's an accident. It's not that close. But when it happens to me, there have to be consequences. I know it's a five-run ball game, but like we're, we're trying to come back. It, to me, this the whole thing didn't even make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of not making sense, how about that whole, I got hit by a changeup on a one-two count. And, and there need to be consequences for that. Does that make sense? To get tackled by a coach in the way that you did? I mean, what, what was going through your mind in that moment? Well, I mean, again, I got pulled from behind. Actually, Genesis Cabrera grabbed me by the back of the collar, and then, then he just uh, ripped down, and then the coach just kind of jumped on me, and I thought that was kind of kind of cheap going, going going from behind. I mean, I mean, that's if you want to if you want to hold me back, if you want to restrain me, go at me like a man. The Cardinals. Man. <laughs> I I mean, I I do understand that point a little bit. Like, I'm not gonna really pick on Pete here, but like, it's kind of funny to me. Like, super big guy says much smaller man should just take him head on. Mack Truck says that the Prius should just take it head on. (laughs) That's just funny to me. I'm not mad about that at all. I think that's pretty hilarious. Like, yeah, small guy, if you're going to try to hold me back, at least do it like a man so I can toss you aside like a sack of taters and get to that guy that I'm trying to smash. Well, I mean, I totally understand because I'm a big guy. I'm a big, strong guy. And he his obviously the manager wants to uh, have protection for for his team and, and his staff. And I totally get it. And for me, like I'm a big, strong guy. They don't they don't know like my temper. They don't know what I could do. I mean, is Pete a big, strong guy? Sorry. I, I, I hate doing that because I like Pete. And he's right. He is a big, strong guy. I mean, he's not wrong. That's exactly why Stubby Clap grabbed him because he's a guy that could do damage. And again, I, I, I understand where Pete would be mad about somebody grabbing him and, and pulling him to the ground. I mean, I get it. I, I'd be mad about that too. Like if Paul O'Neill had that happen to him in the middle of all that, he'd probably be mad about that too. But the thing that I can't abide, and, and again, this is going to be it for Brawl Talk, um, I can't, I cannot abide the whole, even a get, even an accident, which is clearly an off speed pitch requires payback. That is stupid. And that's all I've got to say about that. All right. Real baseball talk coming your way here on KMOX.
right, so now that now that brawl talk is is over for the evening, um, I think we covered everything. I think I yelled enough, right? <laughs> I do want to talk a bit more about like what we saw in this series. Um, we got to talk about um, you know what's going to be what, what we need to understand and and really not just understand, but what what we have to do as baseball fans when we're evaluating a team at this early stage, right? I mean, you're 17 games into a 162 game schedule. It's not a, you know, you know, I know you all hate the whole, you know, most people hate the whole small sample size thing and all of that, but you know, you're basically 10% of the way through the season. This is not a time where you should be drawing conclusions and writing people off. Now we can learn some things and yeah, I think we, we clearly need to see more from a whole bunch of guys in the lineup and we need to see the lineup in, in general better against right-handed pitching. It's, it's been a bit of a problem this year and, and to be, to be fair to the hitters, I don't think it's an excuse and the manager certainly didn't use it as an excuse when he talked about it. But yeah, you know, you faced in the last few days, you've seen, or last week, you've seen Sandy Alcantara and Hunter Green and uh, obviously Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett, who is an all-star. I mean, you, you've seen good pitching. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be expected to win those games. You do need to beat good pitching if you're going to be a team that can win in the playoffs. But I do want to talk a bit more about a couple of things. I, I do want to talk more about Paul DeYoung. Um, look, I, I think people have very, very legitimate questions about Paul DeYoung. You know, he is off to a slow start, and what hurts him in this conversation is the last couple of years haven't been good either. You know, Tyler O'Neill's off to a pretty bad start too. It's not as bad as DeYoung's, but it's also, I mean, you know, his OPS is 550. I mean, it's not very good. But... Paul O'Neill has a little more benefit of the doubt because he had a monster season last year, and that is how it works. But I do think that the questions are going to continue about DeYoung, about the shortstop position and how you want to handle it. And look, Sam, uh, I almost said Sammy Sosa. Edmundo Sosa is getting some opportunities to, to get some at-bats. And if he starts to, to, to outperform DeYoung, I think it's going to end up just like it did last year. You know, the end of last year, Edmundo Sosa had taken the shortstop job for himself. That's the first thing in the line of things that could happen. And we do have to understand the progression in that. And that's what I want to talk about when we come back from the 7 o'clock news is what the progression looks like. Now, I will say there are some things that can alter the conversation one of those is what the guys in Memphis are doing and what a particular guy in Memphis is doing certainly has the fan base rightfully excited and rightfully asking certain types of questions. So we'll talk about Nolan Gorman's influence in all of this and really, again, the step-by-step -step of what the shortstop's going to look like when we come back on KMOX. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.